Welcome to Bold Faith with Courage Molina, a place where you get empowered and equipped to be who God has called you to be, do what God has called you to do, and go after everything he said you can have without hesitation or apology. Let's go. Hey, hey, let's get into this rewind episode. Today, we are going back to the interview with Chulu Chansa. This is coming up at the end of the year, and as you start to reflect over um, this past year and what your plans might be for the coming year, I thought this would be an amazing interview for you to listen to. In this interview, Chulu challenges us to make change an option. Maybe you realize at the end of this year that you have accepted some habits or some routines or you've noticed some patterns, and it, I want you to know it doesn't always have to be that way. You can decide today that change is possible for you. Let's get into it. Uh, so glad that y'all are back here rocking with me. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. Do yourself a favor, friend. Don't wait. Don't be that person. Hit subscribe today. If you've been rocking with me for a minute, hey, girl, hey. I'm so glad that you are back. I have an amazing podcast for y'all today. This episode about to be so fire. I know it's going to be fire because the first episode that we recorded took an hour to record. It took an hour for us to even get on the interview. And then I deleted it. And then I emptied the trash. <laughs> so the Lord needed whatever we got on our minds and our hearts today on this recording day. This is what the Lord has for his people. So y'all were blessed. My guest today, Chulu is a writer of modern African culture and lifestyle, the host of the Africana Woman podcast, a transformational speaker and mentor. She currently resides in Zambia and is the proud mother of a good looking, I edited it because I saw him, he's good looking y'all, good looking teenage boy and is at peace. For many years, Chulu experienced success in her career, however, fell short in her personal life. Eventually she managed to transform her lifestyle and and lives by the principle, know your roots, grow your purpose, where no stands for knowledge, nourishment, operate in obedience, and weakness. As a result, Chulu is on a mission to ensure African women can create generational wealth from a place of holistic health, i.e. mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. Chulu Chansa, welcome to the podcast. Our courage. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here twice. Podcast. Our courage. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here twice. So yes. <laughs> I'm <Listen>. excited. <laughs> this is insane. I'm like, what is you know, this is this is a lesson. Let me just give y'all this quick lesson that things happen no matter how organized you are, no matter how long you've been doing it. And I have been doing the podcast for years now. I'm not new to this. I'm a hundred plus episodes in. So I am not new. I have been interviewing people. I have an award-winning podcast and still my technology did not work on the first day. We were an hour late in starting and you hate to who shows up late for an interview where somebody's doing something for you. And then on top of that, to add insult to injury, I deleted it. <laughs> And 
I threw I threw out the trash. So I deleted it. You know, when you delete it, it goes in the trash and I entered the trash. And I did not, um, I just did not feel good about it. Like you just don't feel good about those things. But that's a part of the human experience. And I feel like you have to be so committed to your purpose and the work that you do that you are okay with like rolling with the punches like that didn't work. Let me just send another email. I immediately, as soon as I saw that it was deleted, um, cause we were looking to pull it up to edit it. I sent her a message. Hey, I deleted it. And she's like, Oh, check the trash. No, I emptied the trash. <laughs> and there's like, no, time. there's like no time left. And so you feel like I should just give up. I don't know who this is for. You like feel like everything is falling apart. The internet didn't work. And then your microphone, my water was out. I have a plumber under the house right now, which makes me nervous because the dog is a psychopath. Y'all know my dog. He's a small dog with a big bark, you know? And so all of these things can keep you from pushing forward. But I know that somebody needs to hear this story, which is why I initially reached out to you to begin with. So it's like, well, God is in this. I know she has got something people need to hear. So let me just reach out. I so appreciate you. You were so gracious. <laughs> You're so nice to me about it. You, I did not feel any eye rolling emojis. Um, I felt like I deserved eye rolling emojis, but I did not feel that in my spirit when you responded to the reschedule. So thank you. Courage, you know that I absolutely love and adore you. Like, I, I tell you this all the time. Like, if you say, please do something, I'm there. I'm like there 100%. Doesn't matter what happened. I'm so glad. Listen, you got to pour in. Listen, y'all got to pour in so you have some friendship equity. Like, oh, I got enough love stored up for her to give her grace in this. But you got to put mm -hmm. in if you, you know, if you know you're going to need to pull out. You hope you never have to pull out, but you're like, oh, I'm glad I was good to her. So now she can be good to me. <laughs> and me. Um, Chulu, I met through Patrice's Mastery and Momentum program. Mm -hmm. um, as you guys know, I was a coach in that program when it ran, and Chulu was a part of the second cohort that kind of um, ended up being impacted because of the panorama. I have to call it a panorama because YouTube will tag or flag the video if you say the real word. Right, so it's yeah. A panorama, panoramic view. Uh, we had a panoramic situation that kind of changed how we were able to um, get together for the retreat. But all throughout, you were just like, just your energy and also the way you showed up. Like you were like, I came here to get something. I don't know if anybody else is getting it. I don't know what other people are doing. I don't know what they got on their paper, <laughs> but I came here to get something and I'm going to get everything on my checklist. I'm going to get all mm -hmm. the things. If there are any bonuses along the way, right. I'm going to those up too. And I absolutely love that about you. I love that about you. Thank you. Yeah, I... I mean, at that point, as you know, I had reached a point of enough is enough in my life and I was ready to do anything. So when I saw um, Mastery and Momentum and at first I was like, mm, can I do it? Can I afford it? Like, you know, like all of these doubts. But then I, I just decided, you know what, this is definitely for me. 
And if I'm going to do it, then I'm doing it 100%. And I'm in Zambia, as Courage said, and that is like six hours difference or seven hours difference, depending on which time it is. So like when she says I was showing up, I was showing up at 1 a.m. when it was 7 p.m. in Eastern Standard Time. And I was awake. I was asking questions. I was like, guys, I am here for this program. Like I am going to get everything. And I loved every single bit of it. It was amazing. Yeah, that listen, y'all know me. Y'all know I love my sleep. Um, there are not a lot of things that it's going to really get me upset in May, except for my sleep. I literally just told my husband last month, he woke me up first. I don't even know what he woke me up for. And I was like, you know, I've been with you for a long time. And I have stayed through a lot of things that, you know, some women might not have stayed through. But if you wake me up, sir, we're going to be done. Don't wake me up ever again. I'm like, unless this house, unless you are saving my life, write a post-it note. I can see it when I get up. Do not, like, I'm so serious about my sleep. So when I realized that, I like, I used to put my eyebrows up like, boy, she's still, because there's a replay. I mean, I understand the replay's not the same. I'm not suggesting that you guys, you know, not show up. I'm just saying, I thought, oh, that's a different level of commitment because she knows she get a replay. Oh, she knows. She want to be live. Okay. That's a different type of person. Um, and so I absolutely love that about you. Um, I want us to get into this episode, though. Let's get into this episode. I'm all about, um, you know, action, right? And sometimes action is just being still. Sometimes action is reflecting and thinking. But I'm all about, like, let's do something because I feel like that is where real transformation starts do things differently and so ladies listen to this episode what do you hope that they do as a result of this conversation so what i hope people will do is bare minimum make change an option that is my go-to message to every single person that I come in contact with, because I just think that so many times we're so focused on the negative, we're so we're focused on the fires, putting out the fires, the challenges. Our mind just shifts to what is going wrong instead of what could be better. What is the way to get out of the situation I'm in? So if you are always just focused on those things, then really and truly, that's the only path you're going to follow. With let me make change an option in my mind, then possibilities begin to open up. You know, whether it's help that you need or the teacher, the coach, the mentor will find you because you've made it an option in your mind. But if you are not even thinking about those things, you won't even recognize that that is a possibility that, oh, this person is supposed to coach me. Oh, this person is supposed to help me. You won't recognize it because it hasn't, that hasn't clicked in your mind yet. So make change a possibility in your mind first. That is so good. Make change an option. That is, it's so simple, but it is so profound because it's like you said, if it's not in your mindset, you're not even looking for the opportunity. The opportunity could be sitting right in front of you. You can't see it. You are blind to it. You don't even know it exists. The minute that you have this mindset, right? 
the minute you open up your mind to it, then you see it everywhere. Um, I bought a Kia a few years back, um, and it is like a Caribbean blue. I know y'all hear my dog. He's so disrespectful. It's a Caribbean blue. I never saw a Caribbean blue Kia Soul. Never. I've never even really seen people driving the Kia Soul. I love music, and the Kia Soul is like built for great music. Like the speak, like that is its thing. That's its thing. Music is its thing, and so I love it because it's like. I can really hear the music all around. So that's why we got the car and it's blue and it's so cute. Do you know, as soon as my eyes saw that blue Kia Soul and I bought it and I have it, do you know how many Caribbean blue Kia Souls I see? Sometimes I come out into the out of the parking lot, right? Like I'm coming out of Target and there will be an identical Kia Soul parked next to me. And I'm like, why would you park next to me? Why don't you park somewhere else? Why you got to park right here? We over here looking like a car dealership. The point I'm making here is the minute that your mind is open to it, then you see it everywhere, right? The minute that your heart and your mind become open to it, then you see it everywhere. How did you get here where that is so important to you? What was your journey to get to this place? Ooh. It has been a long journey. I feel like um, just from childhood <laughs> to present day, there's been so much that has happened. You know, when I was a child, I um, I grew up with my mom, so my dad wasn't around. He wasn't available um, financially, emotionally, physically, everything. And I, I grew up with a lot of anger and resentment around that, you know? Um, and then uh, when I went to university um, in my last year, I got pregnant. Um, and this was a situation that was out of wedlock. Uh, my country is very conservative. It's a Christian nation. So, you know, um, to be, to have a child out of wedlock is such a taboo. And, um, you know, you can be ostracized and all sorts of things. And, that really took a, a, it really, it really affected me, I think, mentally. Um, and then later on, I was also in a situation where I was raped by two um, gentlemen, which literally broke me at that point, you know? Um, fortunately, I was able to get uh, therapy for the trauma, that particular trauma. But I think over the years, what happened is I was making myself small and I was not trying to be seen or too loud or, you know, I just I lost my voice. And... I was pretty much depressed, you know? Um, and I remember I, after the rape, what happened is I, I decided to bury myself in work. And I, I, I mean, from there, I, you know, I was really doing well. I was, you know, climbing the ladder and all of that, you know, I had the job, the car and all of that good stuff. But inside, I was not fulfilled inside. I was not, um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't, 
I just, you know, it was very difficult to get up and go and just start the day. Just like getting out of bed was very, very hard. And you know, when they talk about like self-sabotage, like, you know, you're late for work. <laughs> there was no reason for me to be late because listen, I wake up at 4 a.m., right? And I have to be, I have to be at work and say, so what do you mean you're late for work? Girl, please. Like if somebody was watching me in my house, I'd be like, is she really late for work? Why, why is she on about? <laughs> you know, it's just these things, these mental blocks that just keep happening and making you, um, making you just have, you know, self-sabotage, you know? So I found myself depressed. Um, I found myself having anxiety attacks. I was, uh, you know, I'd be in a parking lot and I'll just be burst out crying in my car and I'll just be crying hysterically, not able to drive myself home because if I drove myself home, I would have an accident. Like I just couldn't move. And I'll be in that state for like 30 minutes, an hour, multiple times. Um, I got depressed uh, one particular time where I was in bed for three days, did not eat, did not uh, do anything. I was just sleeping. I was just crying, um, didn't do anything. I was, <sighs> It was really, really bad, like really, really bad. <laughs> and I just couldn't see a way out. And you see the people around me, I was trying to tell them that something is wrong and they just didn't understand it. Yeah. I was trying to tell them that I was not fulfilled. And they're like, you've got a job, like you're making money, you, you know, you're self-sufficient. What do you mean you're not, you're not happy? Like, you know, everyone is dying for the things that you have. And that just wasn't, it wasn't enough, you know? Um, yeah. Plus I hadn't dealt with all of the pains and the hurts and all, all of the things that had happened to me. And um, yeah, so, on the third day when I have, I was laying in bed, I, I literally came to a point where I said, you know what, enough is enough. I need to do something. I really, really need to do something. And um, funny enough, I, I really wasn't into podcasts um, at the time. I'm, I've got a podcast right now, so it doesn't even make sense. But anyway, <laughs> I wasn't into podcasts. And I was... Um, I think my sister had introduced me to some shows which she listens to, but they're very, um, they're very loud. And I was like, oh my gosh, this podcast thing doesn't work for me. Anyway, so that day I decided that, okay, let me find something to listen to because I've, been, I've just been lying in bed, you know, I need something, maybe that will encourage me or whatever. And I happened upon um, Patrice Washington's Redefining Wealth. That was the first time I heard her. That was the first time... Um, I heard about her pillars. And um, so I started from the beginning and I particularly listened to the one about, um, she, she talks about the space pillar and how your physical space is a, it's a manifestation of what's going on in your mind, right? So if it's a mess, if your, your place is a mess, listen that that is literally like what's going on with your mind and from that point i got up i started cleaning the house and then i i and and i believe that change that was when i really decided that change was possible because before i couldn't see a way out i was just like oh my gosh you know i i'm, I'm gonna be stuck in this space of unhappiness and um you know i'm just gonna continue to live life like this but in that moment 
when I said enough is enough, that's when the I made change an option. And I found that podcast. And Patrice Washington became my coach. Like, guys, remember yeah. <laughs> saying like make things an option. Like you just never know what is possible. I, you know, from just that decision, enough is enough. I met amazing people like Courage and Jatia and the amount of help they have given me in just uns unscrambling <laughs> the mess that I was. <laughs> you know, it has been so, so life-changing. Um, and that's why I always, you know, <clears throat> in my bio, I talk about how I'm at peace. When I went into Mastery and Momentum, um, one of the questions was, what do you want to get out of this? And my answer was that I wanna, I wanna have peace. And probably about halfway through, I was like, guys, I am so at peace. Oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but when I talk about peace, the peace doesn't mean that, you know, um, life is rosy, you know, all the time. Right. It's just going so perfectly all the time. It just means that I am able to go through good times and hard times without yeah. crumbling. And that's mostly because I am very secure right now in who I am and whose I am. And yeah, yeah I'll probably stop there for now. <laughs> now, listen, you said so much um, from the trauma, the thing with your dad. I think that sometimes we don't realize, sometimes things are like normalized. We live them every single day. And so whatever the... Um, coping mechanisms, whatever walls we put up, whatever limiting beliefs, we create those things. They serve us, right? They serve us in those times because we are trying to protect ourselves from the pain. We're trying to protect ourselves from future um, disappointment or whatever. And so we just kind of pick up these little techniques along the way to help us cope with our pain. We're not healed though. You ain't healed and you ain't healthy. You're still, which is why you look good to people on the outside because you pick up those things they allow you to function and i think that dysfunction and a lack of peace has become so normalized right everybody's fatigued everybody's no everybody is not fatigued everybody is not stressed like that's not true do you know everybody but we kind of say that and so it's kind of it's fine right and the only things that we become focused on in society is, do I have the good job with the good money? And so when you have those things and you have the audacity, the unmitigated goal to want more than a paycheck every, every week or every month, you want more than a title. Like you are asking, like you're doing too much now, Chulu. You are asking for, you want that, you got this and you want that. Right. It's just like <laughs> there's this cap. There's this cap that we have on the amount of happiness and abundance that we can have in any given area. Um, I, I love Patrice Washington. Shout out to Patrice Washington. Um, listen, when she talked about clutter, I did not respond like you. I did not think, oh, this is great. I'm kind of I'm. I'm a little resistant. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning that I'm a little resistant to things. And so when she was talking about that, first of all, my house was a mess. I was like, they ain't got nothing to do with my mind. <laughs> I, just, I was not open. I did not say, oh, let me get up and clean up. I was like, 
She don't know. Every, I'm like, she knows some stuff. She don't know everything. I think she missed the mark with this one. And so I was just kind of resistant and I did some of the work in the other things. And then it was like, you know, the clutter in my house, it, that was it. That was the last thing. And I hate cleaning y'all. Like I don't actually, I think there are people who are like, yes, I love, no, I don't, I don't love, I don't want to do that friends. I don't want to do it. Okay. And so it was the last thing. But when I started to clean, I was like, well, don't forget. I think Patrice might've been right. <laughs> she might be on, she, she might be on this <laughs> And so I lived in this house for five years. I have no, not just that my house wasn't cleaned. It was, it's like, it is, I treated this home, which I dug ditches for, which I prayed for. I treated this house kind of like a shelter where we lived here. And this was our space. This is the first home that I dug a ditch for. It's also the first home that I did not decorate um, for a long time. Like whatever we didn't have didn't have whatever we had that was raggedy we just had it was fine i didn't do anything by way of decoration until christmas christmas i put christmas when i started to clean my space once my space was clean I wanted to decorate my space right and i just was like this idea of having beautiful spaces not that every room has to be now right now this this way this camera is um uh, set up it look real good right here i don't have anything on any other wall in this room just so y'all know which is why this is my setup so it's not like my whole entire house and all the rooms are fully decorated they're not um this is the best part of this room everything else is just plain but just to think about creating a space that i might love that might be sacred when I tell you that did clear my mind out, it I was like, yes, now I've literally clean every day. Uh, my kids started to call me, what do they call me? Chore patrol. They call me chore patrol because I would be like, this is not clean. This is not wiped off. They're like, oh, here comes chore patrol. I'm like, you can call me what you want. But when I come back in here, this cabinet better be clean <laughs> you know, um, so I was, like it just because it gave me such peace. I, it felt good to go downstairs and not see anything on my counter. It was like, yes, I'm ready for my day. And then I began to, you know, experience peace in my home in a way that I hadn't. So I am with you, my friend. But it's not. It wasn't until it wasn't until I made change an option. Because before I was like, absolutely not. I'm not about to be cleaning up. I don't care. Patrice, she, it's easy for her to say. She probably got somebody to come over there cleaning that house. Ain't nobody cleaning this house. I'm not about to be doing that. Sharply. You know, like I didn't even make change. It wasn't even an option. But the minute I was like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's right. Now I'm all the way on the other side of that. And it is so amazing how your mind can change the things that come to you um, from that. And so you spot on. I want you to talk to me a little bit. I want to understand it. I've read the acronym. I've seen the acronym, right? No, which I love. Um, I don't know how you people come up with these acronyms. I'm like, how do you get these? Where are they getting them from? Is there like an acronym maker? Or are they sitting down thinking about it? You know, I always feel like it's a divine. I know I now have two things that have acronyms, but I'm trying to tell y'all, I felt like my two little acronyms were a divine download from the Lord. I don't know where you people are getting acronyms.
from my brain doesn't work that way. But um, I want you to talk to us about know know your roots. Break down those steps for us. Yeah, I, I do know what I truly believe that it it was a divine like it just came to me. But at the same time, there was a lot of help from P2P. Like my P2P sisters came through, you know, like just when I asked for feedback, they're like, no, and then this, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, then we can do this. I was like, yes, 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 yes. I love it. <laughs> Listen, that is one of the principles. Relationships, people, I keep telling y'all relationships are important. They will help you to do your thing. Come on now. <laughs> so, okay. Let me um, break that down. So know your roots um, and grow your purpose. One, I believe that it is so important for us to be, um, to acknowledge what has happened to us, be it the good things, be it the bad things, all of those things have made us who we are, right? Um, and, okay, I'm just going to stop. Courage, can you hear me? Because you're frozen for me. Yes. yes, I can hear you. can hear me. Okay, all right, cool. All right. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that I... Um, had to learn over time is that I had to really embrace where I have come from, what my roots are. And you know what? I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I decisions. I have done things that I'm not so proud of, right? But what happened at the time is that I allowed that to hold me um, in a prison, basically, in my mind, because then I was ashamed. I was, um, I was fearful that people would call me out because of the things that I had done and the things that I, I had said or you know whatever it is. And like I said before, it made me act small, right? So instead of you know really putting myself out there. Like, yeah, I was doing well in my career, but I know I could have done more. You know what I mean? Like, I I know that I have a, a certain desire in my heart, but because I'm thinking, oh, but if I make myself more visible on social media, oh my gosh, this person's gonna come for me. You know, like all of these things. Like I was literally a prisoner <laughs> in my own mind because of my past right so what i had to do is really um come to terms with um all the things that are that have happened to me and i don't I, and i had to make a decision to not allow what happened to me to define me because it really didn't what it did is it educated me it taught me a lesson you know now i know better in whatever area it is now i i know that you know um certain decisions i wouldn't go back on i know that my my values have evolved my personality has evolved i am not the same person yes you knew me when i was 18 maybe i was wilding out but i'm not the same person right now right yeah. um so my roots are very important because they also have molded me 
into the person that I am today in terms of, for example, you know, when I look at people that have been through challenging times, I can really empathize with that. No, I did not want to be raped. I did not want, you know, those are not great things that happened to me. Right. But I do, and I, I am much more empathetic to to women and people who've had similar experiences. And I think even the women that I work with, they really do feel my heart because of the experience that I went through. So my roots are very important in their entirety, not just the good times, but also the bad times. And one of the things that I was very intentional about doing is um, basically telling my story in its entirety, because a lot of times we want to tell the small story, like, oh, we just want to tell the good parts, right? Yeah. <laughs> we want to tell, we want to have the the highlights and the, you know, those reels that are just so great, but then we don't necessarily want to acknowledge even our weaknesses and our um, the parts that we struggle with, you know? But for me, I, I tell my story in its entirety and um, it's, I think that really did set me free. It set me free from the shame. It, it set me free from worry and just always looking over my back, you know? So um, the acronym NO, uh, which is knowledge, is very much rooted in my beliefs in, um, in a God that loves me unconditionally, that knows every single thing that I have been through. He knows the good things and the bad things. So why I'm trying to pretend to be something else in front of him doesn't even make sense because he already knows. And once I really understood that, oh, this is a God that really wants the best for me and he's going to make every situa situation work out for my good. And this is a God that loves me unconditionally because I think people don't really understand that term. You know, I don't, I don't not understand. I don't think they really internalize when, when they say, when we say God has an unconditional love. Yeah. Oh, that the person that prosecutes us the most is ourselves. But when we really do understand that we have a God that really, 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 he has forgiven you and he loves you despite what you've been through, despite what 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 your um what you what you've done. I think it for me anyway, it released it released me from so much. And yeah, it brings in a freedom. A you lot are of free to be yourself. You are free to stand in your truth. You are free to confront your past. Now Whatever I did, whatever mistakes, whatever, I'm not walking around worried about if somebody finds out because the only person that really matters already know, and he loved me anyway. So you know, so what? That's old news. We've been new there. Right? <laughs> like there is this. <laughs> you know, we understand there's something that allows you to truly you know, show up as yourself, you know, I love it. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that I, I suffered from, I will be very honest, is that I believed in the God of my grandparents and the God of my mother. You know what I mean? Like I was always relying on their faith. You know, so if I had an exam and I wanted to pass, I'll call my grandma and be like, grandma, please pray for me. And she'll go on a fast and she'll, <laughs> she won't do the most. And I'll 
prays with flying colors. And I'm like, oh, when she prays, he listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I had to come to a stage where I said, you know what, I need that relationship, that personal relationship with God. I need to know him for myself. I need to read the Bible for myself. You you know, you know, um, and really also understanding that um, I think a lot of times or in, in, in some cases, you know, um, we focus a lot on God. We focus a lot on Jesus, but we don't really understand that we also have a relationship with the spirit, right? With the Holy Spirit. And we don't develop that enough, you know, where we get stuck in, oh, you know, Jesus Christ and God, but then we don't develop the spirit. When Jesus said that I have, I am sending someone to you who's going to be Come with you now. and the spirit lives in you. So if you don't even acknowledge that he is in you and that he is there to guide you and to, to have an active relationship with you, like he speaks to you, he, you know, you guys, you guys need to know, know who you are, know whose you are. When you really begin to understand that, I believe that it will revolutionize the way you think about yourself. You will become audacious in the way you move in the world. Like it just becomes amazing. So, so that's it really more, does. right? Yeah, it's, it yeah. shows up in your relationships. It shows up in how you show up. It shows up in your resilience. I mean, all those things, because it's like, I'm actually kind of a big deal. Like, I'm a big deal in heaven. Do you know that? Like, I might not be a big deal here. Like, y'all might not know me, but baby, I'm a big <laughs> deal in heaven. He know my first and last name. He my biggest fan. He know all the stuff I be doing. He is with me. I've got a manager that is on the inside of me managing. And it's exactly like you said. If I mean, if, girl, this thing will preach. If change is not an option, then the only relationship that I can have with God is the one that I've seen. The only one that I can, mm. even if it's not serving me well, even if it's not serving me well, even if the faith mm. that I have isn't really working, I'm still dealing with all these things. I'm not healed. I don't have peace that suppresses all understanding. You know what I'm saying? I'm not moving with power. I am riddled with fear. Even if my faith is not working for me, if change is not an option, I don't even begin to think about developing my own personal relationship or spending time in the word or listening and allowing mm -hmm. the spirit, the Holy Spirit, to move inside me. I've not even opened. The Holy Spirit, first of all, is like, girl, don't do it. Girl, don't date him. Girl, quit your job. Like the Holy right? Spirit is saying all kinds of stuff to you, but you are not even open to the idea that it's possible for you to change your relationship with your father in heaven, even if it's not a great relationship. And it should be the best relationship and the healthiest relationship because he loves you unconditionally. You know, girl, you got a whole word. Okay, no, that's the no. That's the case. All right, okay. let's go. Whew. All right, so then we got nourish. Okay, so that's just knowledge. I'm sorry, I'm going to make these much shorter, okay? So when we talk about nourish, guys, I know that everybody's looking for that beach body. You know, we're all focused on the physical body, but we've got a malnourished soul. And I think it's so important that you, when you talk about nourishment, you're nourishing all parts of you, your mind, your body, and your soul. All of those things need to be um, 
fed intentionally, right? So um, in as much as you think that, well, even if I'm not nourishing my soul, then, you know, nothing is going in. That's not true because your soul is feeding from what you are exposing it to. So be it the things that you're watching, be it the things that you're listening to, be it the, th the people that you expose yourself to, all of those things are affecting your soul and your mind. So you have to be intentional about how, what is it that you're feeding yourself? You know, what is the thing that you listen to? What plays? What's the first thing that plays in your car when you jump in? Like, what is playing? Is it something that's good? Like, is your TV on all the time and it's just the news going on and on over and over again with bad news? Those things affect you and you have to be very intentional about what you are nourishing yourself, right? Then let's talk about weakness. Now, for me, I am a superwoman, like I was, like, <laughs> you know, I would go back. go back to the O. What's the O? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Sorry. Obedience. I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Operating obedience. Like, oh, obedience. Okay. <laughs> so operating obedience. Like I said, you have the Holy Spirit. You have God. You have Jesus. They're all speaking to you. They're telling you what to do. But most of the times we do not want to listen right? You have been told, go and start that business. You have been told, quit your job. You have been told, um, you know, adopt that child. You have been told so many instructions, but you've been making excuses. You've been saying, oh, I'm just going to wait for the kids to get out of the house. Oh no, I'm not making enough money to start this business. Oh no, um, I don't have enough connections. Oh no, I don't have enough resources. Listen, you have everything that you need right in this moment. You have everything that you need is right inside of you, okay? So if you've been instructed to do something, you better operate in obedience. And the spirit will, well, he's not gonna, like, um, I, I hear, I like the way it said that, you know, God is a gentleman. He's not gonna force you to do anything, but you know what? He'll keep reminding you. So for me, I was, the spirit was telling me like, girl, sis, get yourself together, get some therapy, like, <laughs> And I would just be ignoring it. Like, I'll, it'll come up. I'll think about it. I'll ignore it. A year or two passes. I think about it, ignore it. A year or two passes. Until it just, you know what? It was just, my body now then reacted. Because what happens when one part of your, one part of your body is, is, when I say body, I'm talking about the three parts. So your spirit, your mind, and your soul. If your soul is being ignored, then it manifests in your body. So my body basically just shut down. And there I was lying in bed depressed because like, sis, you did not hear me when I said that you need to sort this stuff out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the instructions will keep coming and it's up to you to operate in obedience. It's so important that you listen. And to be when we say listen, you know, you need to take the time out, right? And yes. God is speaking to you all the time. For me, I, I think it's so important to not just be talking at him, but also have the time to listen, to hear back, right? So yes, you can go into your prayer time and it's not just about you talking, oh, I want this. Oh my gosh. Yes. Then, then. No, 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 no. How about be still, be still. And he will speak in that soft voice and he will speak to you and you will know it's his voice because you will be at peace with with whatever that instruction is right i mean sometimes the instructions surprise you because it's not what you want right <laughs> <laughs> you're 
Hello. That must be the devil. No, it ain't. No, God. I rebuke you. Take time. That's why that's why God says that, you know, that's why the Bible says that um my children will know my voice, right? That's why you need to be intentional to get to know him. Because when you know his voice, you will know when it's his instruction yeah. or whatever he's asking you to do, right? So that operating on obedience is so important. And sometimes, and a lot of times, like, we don't see the bigger picture. We just see that small, narrow view, right? So we're thinking, what? Quit? Me? How? <laughs> no way. <laughs> so oh, wow. it's so important, like, you just take that and the rest will unfold itself, right? It will open up and you just never know what the possibilities are, right? For me, I can say like, let's say with my podcast, right? Um, like, okay, first of all, I didn't know I wasn't into podcasts. I listened to Patrice's podcast and then I started listening to other ones. And then I was, in, and then I was prompted to start doing interviews. So I started the interviews. Then I thought, oh my gosh, these are really great interviews. Then that evolved into a podcast. And then listen, this year I spoke at Podcast Movement. Come you know, on. you just never know what will come up afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, but you have to be willing to start. So even if you don't see the end result, you don't understand why you've been told to do something. That's not important. Just operate in obedience. And I know it's hard, but trust me, he wants good things for you. He's going to make everything work for your good. So you have to also be willing to trust that whatever the instruction is, it's obviously going to be for your good, right? Yeah, then the we is, talk about weakness. Now, I mean, wait, wait, wait. It's easier mm -hmm. to operate in obedience when you know, when you have knowledge and when you have nourished your body, right? Your mind yes. and your soul. Yes. If you are struggling to obey. You're struggling to obey God because you're not in His Word, because you're not well fed, because you're malnourished, because you don't know what, who you are. You don't know whose you are. You don't know what you can do. You don't know that He's a man in His Word. You don't know that He's faithful. You don't know that He likes to show out. You don't know that He's gonna do it how He want to do it. So now, like when you hear Him tell right. you to do something, you're like, eh, you can't do it, right? It's difficult to operate in obedience. When you're not in the word, go ahead. Okay. Come on, Cholo. Come on. Yes. Come on, courage. Preach. Yes, exactly. Then let's talk about weakness. I was a um, you know, wannabe superwoman, wannabe, wannabe, guys. I hope you get that because <laughs> it was not working. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was trying to do everything by myself. There I was, you know, just trying to rely on myself because I had been disappointed by one or two people. But, you know, there's a the whole world is like billions of people. Yes, one or two people disappointed me, but that doesn't apply to the whole world. There are people out there that I can trust, right? So when I talk about weakness, I think it's about understanding that... <clears throat> I cannot do everything by myself, right? And understanding that there are areas in my life where I am weak. And uh, the scripture says, when I am weak, then he is strong. Because I have to get to a point where I can do what is in my capacity, but I have to let God put the super in my natural. You know, I have to allow him 
to show out <laughs> and show that he is God. And that is part of the trusting and knowing who he is, right? So I think with weakness also, it's just understanding, um, you know, I think especially with weakness and failure, our culture tells us that those things are bad, those things are negative, but they're not. Those things are there to help you. They're there to teach you. They're there to give you a lesson. And it's not that because you failed or because you were weak in a certain area, then you know, then all else has, has ended, then the project should end, then you should stop doing whatever you're, you're pursuing. No, it just means that, oh, let me get the help that I need. Where someone is stronger in this area, they can help me in the project. Or yes, I failed in this, but I am going to learn. And next time I will know that I'm not going to do it this way, but I will adapt and do it another way. So don't be afraid of weakness. Don't be afraid to fail. Those things happen for a reason. They happen for you. And if you really embrace them, I think you you will grow in leaps and bounds much quicker than you, you actually think is possible. And yeah, so when I say know your roots, listen, you should know where you came from, all the bad things that happened to you. You should be, you know, all of those things, you embrace them, you're learning from them. And, you know, but I believe that everybody's got a purpose. And that's also in in um when God is speaking to you and giving you instructions of, you know, and he's 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 trying to bring forth that purpose in you, right? And if you're not gonna operate in obedience, then you know it, the world is missing out from all the greatness that is in you. And I just believe that if you really truly know and follow knowledge, know who and whose you are, nourish yourself in all parts of yourself, operate in obedience and listen to what God says to you and let God go further than what you are able to do. Be humble in understanding that you are not able to do everything. You are weak in certain areas and it's okay because God is going to bring the people that will help you. God is going to provide whatever you need in that moment. When you take that to heart, then you can really grow your purpose. Baby. I'm done, Courage. Listen, that's the whole word right there. Like, she's like, I dropped the mic, Courage, I'm done. That's a whole word right there, too. I am so glad that you said yes a second time. <laughs> Um, I think that it is so important for us to, and I talk about it. And the reason I love having interviews is because I can say something like, oh, I think that you should know that this is important. That's important. But when you bring on women from all parts of the earth, they all are doing different things. And everybody is talking about how their faith and their self-care and being honest and authentic and genuine and being okay with failing. Everybody's saying that, honey, there's some truth to this. We don't, we did not get in cahoots. We're not all coming together to fool you. You know, understanding, like you said, when you're failing that your growth is exponential when you fail, it is exponential because you've learned all the things that don't work and you have learned it in a way that it will stick with you not in a way where you won't remember think of things that you've done well before like and you did them well you figured it out right away now it's time for you to show somebody else you're like now what did i do because i figured this out but when you have struggled to get something 
I could teach that a hundred times with my eyes closed because it took me a long time to figure it out. I didn't know that's not going to work. And I can walk you through it because I know, no, that's not going to work. Well, you can do that, but it's going to cause this. Why? Well, because I did over there and then I fell in the hole and then I went over there and then I got bit over there. Like, cause I know, and those things stick with us. Um, Solomon, when I first read the book of Ecclesiastes, I just thought, wow, this is so depressing. But this is not a good book because this man is saying better a house of mourning than like when a baby's born. I'm like, this dude is very cynical. This is not a good Bible book. You know, I didn't. You know, the very first time I studied it, I was like, I don't want to study this. This is not good. You know, I need some cheery stuff. But what the wisest man was saying is that our growth, we grow exponentially through the times that cause us pain that because we realize that this peace and this great thing isn't going to last all the time. And so then we can appreciate the good times more Then we can appreciate these things. And it has a greater impact on us. I am more compassionate, just like you said at the start. When I tell you, I have so much compassion for teen girls. I was a teen parent. I was pregnant in ninth grade. I, I will be the last one to be talking about somebody's daughter is fast. I'm like, she just leave her alone. She gonna figure it out. Let's pray for her. Come on, girl, let me give you a hug. Let me be your adult best friend. I have so much compassion. As a mother of young adult children, we were just talking downstairs. I have two um, that are here at the house. They're just, my son lives here, but my youngest, she moved out. So she's just visiting. And we're down there talking about all the things that I made them do and all like they couldn't um, read. They couldn't do anything during the week. There was no fun stuff during the week. And um, they're like, do you remember that? I was like, yeah, it was a waste of my time because y'all ain't do nothing with all that education I made y'all get. <laughs> you know, as a mom of young adult parents, I'm like, do not be judging these parents by what these kids doing. Because I know we didn't model this in my home. You know what I mean? These kids are making decisions. They got to have their own journey, their own way. When you have when you have had your heart broken, when you have had experiences, when things didn't turn out the way you thought, it creates in you a heart of compassion for other people, you know? And so while it's not great, right? God is working together those things for your good. I'm so, this is so phenomenal. Um, I ask everyone this question before I let you get out of here. I want to ask you this question. Um, when you are struggling a bit with your, you know, confidence, when you're getting ready to go into another level and you need a dose of courage, where do you go? Um, when I need a dose of courage, I do two things. I, one, I stay still. <clears throat> I find stillness. <laughs> There's a time um, I had a, a, a spiritual, um, somebody was guiding me spiritually and <laughs> I, I went to him and I asked him like, oh my gosh, like my life is a mess. Like what am I supposed to do? And all of this kind of stuff. And he said, be still. I was like, huh, what? <laughs> what you mean be still that was his only message i was like waiting for like a whole speech like you know like oh <laughs> this man said be still i was like <laughs> so um i have come to appreciate being still and you know just um finding silence because 
a lot of times um, when you're in crisis or, you know, you, you just don't feel as um, courageous, you know, there's a lot of self-doubt going on. There's, um, there is uh, imposter syndrome, you know, there's lots of things that are going on in your mind. But when you stay still and you quiet your mind. So for me, staying still is I'm not having music playing. Like, it's just silence. It's, it's, it's silence and being still. In those moments, um, things are brought up for me that say, is that really true? Do you, but remember when this and this happened? Like, sis, like do you remember that you did that thing? You know, <laughs> all of those things come to your, your, your remembrance. And it's, it's, it's it, all the, the, the things, all the negative things seem to seep, seep away, you know, yeah. slowly, yeah. but surely until I get myself in a good space. Right. And then the second thing that I, I do to get a dose of courage is I go to my community and ah, I've got so many, I'm such a, such a good community guys. So <laughs> from mastery and momentum to P2P and even, um, I had oof, like in 2019, when this whole journey started, I, I literally had a, a group of friends who we had been friends for a very long time since high school. And we were in friendship out of obligation really at that point. Right. And, um, and we were not growing we were not going anywhere. Like I'd still be in that space, like literally. Um, so I had to make the hard decision to let those that friendship go. And not really, what can I say? L let go of the inner, of considering them as my inner circle. Because yes, there are people that I still love dearly, but they're not my inner circle. They're not my confidants. They're not the people that I go to, to cheer me up and to, um, you know, motivate me. Yeah, so that was a very difficult decision to make. And for a while, it was a bit of a desert. I was in the desert. It was dry. You know, I was by myself. Like, it was a bit crazy. Um, but I think the people that I have attracted since then have been so phenomenal, so life-giving. Um, these are people that are, <laughs> they the way they believe in me, like, I don't even understand it. <laughs> I wrote an article recently. I wrote an article recently, and one of my friends said, "Oh, I just read it. It was phenomenal. I sent it to BBC." I'm like, "Girls, <laughs> listen." She's like, "No, it was that good. Like, they need to read it, and like, they need to hire you." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like, girl." But the, the the quality and i'm not too worried about quality i don't need a huge number of people in my life but the quality of friendships that i have since developed has been so um it's been radical and radical and transformational for me so when i go to my inner circle and i say guys I'm not feeling great right now. Like, this is what's happening. They're like, ma'am, you are amazing. Like, you did this thing. You did that. You remember when you did this? Like, they will hype me up to a point where I'm just like, okay, I, I really cannot be in this non-courageous mood anymore. Exactly. exactly. So I, I really cannot say enough about community. Yeah. No, I love it. Being still, which used to be hard for me. Um, I have a sacred space now. And so it's easier to be still because it's quiet. 
it's usually me and the dog. If I'm in there, the dog's like, oh, we about to be still? Let's be still together. So then in comes the dog. But it's one of the few places where I can just be still. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to read anything. And I'm not, I can just, like you said, allow him to speak to me. That used to be really difficult. I actually hated that advice. Besides, be like, that is dumb. I need to do something, right? Like I need to be doing, I need a to-do list, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? Being still is literally the opposite of what I need to do right now. So it took some time. Um, but I, I agree. I love getting still. And I love that you said your community because it's something that I think I think that we see groups and we see online groups and we see spaces that say community. But I don't think that we always understand what it means to be in community and what is required to be in community. Community is a give and receive. You have to be willing to give in the community and you have to also be willing to accept from the community. It can't, it, there's no one way. You can't just give and refuse to accept and you can't just accept and refuse to give. It doesn't work that way. And so that takes, like you said, like being intentional and paying attention to who you're in community with. Where is this community going? What does this community believe? What are the values of this community? Do the people in this community have the same values of me? Are they living those values? Because if you ask somebody on paper, nobody's writing down my values are procrastination, not showing up on time, starting and never finishing, crab in the bucket. Like nobody is saying that as their value. That's not anybody's. People are like, oh, my values are trust and loyalty and honesty and faith. I have a, you know, my faith is very important to me. That's what you say on paper, right? But then when you see that the lifestyle doesn't, it's not a reflection of that, you know? So I think that what you did is you were very intentional. And I also want to say this for the record, just y'all can say what y'all want to say, but I didn't say it. Chulu said it. I just want to slow down and, and break it down for y'all real quick. Both of the communities that she named, by the way, purpose to platform and mastery and momentum. Neither of those programs are free. Neither of those programs are $5.99. And I'm just trying to keep it 100. And so the word of God says, get understanding, right? Even if it costs you all that you that you have. So if you need support on this purpose journey, you're going to have to not just invest your time. A lot of times when you want to look for these high quality communities and relationships, it's a quality price attached to it. That's just, you ain't got to like it. I mean, it's cool. I'm, you know, I ain't trying to tell you, do whatever you want to do. It's cool. But what I'm telling you is both communities, I don't know if, if she noticed that, but both communities that she mentioned are communities that she paid to be a part of. And she said, not only are they affirming, they were transformed. They changed her life. Tulu, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your truth and your knowledge with us. Um, listen, her podcast, Africana Woman, is so amazing. The blog is also amazing. I was like, can I listen? Can I like can I join this? Because I'm I'm African American, but maybe not African American. I'm black American. It's different. And you feel different saying African American to a person who lives on the continent of Africa. It's like, well, am I African American? Well, not really. I'm just regular American. 
but I'm black, so I don't really know what to say. Can I be in this circle? Can I listen to this podcast? Can I listen? Like, can I have this vlog? Is this picture? She's like, yes, crazy. Yes, join the And um, I often read it early in the morning. It's a distraction. I often read it early in the morning because it comes to my phone. So if I'm checking my email, I'm like, ooh, I ain't got time to be reading Chulu's um, blog post. I got work to do. I'm supposed to be reading my Bible. Not a lit read this. <gasps> Oh, what? It is funny. It is good. Sometimes it is shocking. I know you don't intend for it to be shocking, but sometimes I'm shocked at some of the stuff that I'm like, oh, what? You know, I just get this. It's just amazing. So I'm going to drop a link in the description, in the show notes, um, so that you can connect with her in all spaces, the podcast, the blog, and social media. This is a woman that you want to get to know, even if you're not Africana woman, you still want to get to know Chulu Chesta. She's going to upgrade your life, man. Thank you, Courage. <laughs> you guys so welcome. All right. I love y'all. Until next time. Later. Love y'all. Bye. I hope that this episode has blessed you. If it has, let us know. Give us a five-star rating, write a review on wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to connect with us on social at Bold Faith Church and at Courage Molina. All right, until next week, love you.